Uh, I was asked to do a uh, bedtime story. And so uh, here goes. A long time ago in a Eastern European village far, far away, there were three sisters. Uh, Bessie, Esther, and Optimus Prime. And no one really knew how this young Jewish woman got the name Optimus Prime. It was weird. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, that was her name. And uh, the three sisters lived in a hovel uh, with 52 other Jews. And um, at one, one day, Bessie uh, gathered her two sisters together and she said, listen, let's, let's, have, a little, let's have a little powwow over here. Let's, uh, let's have a little uh, uh, confab, if you will. Uh, I've been looking around, I've been crunching the numbers, I've been meditating on this, and I just have a feeling the 20th century is not going to be a banner century for um, any Jews in Eastern Europe. That's my guess. Um, I'm extrapolating, there could be a margin of error, but I think it might be time to make a uh, tactical retreat. And the other sisters nodded in agreement in general, although uh, uh, Esther was, was uh, scared and said, well, I mean, I, I mean, you sure? I mean, where, you know, what, where would we go? And Bessie said, I think we should go to the new country, the new world, America, the land of opportunity. It's a place where we will be tolerated and only hated quietly in the background in most of the states. And Esther said, God, that sounds great. And Optimus Prime said, well, but we'll have to leave everything behind, everything that we know. And Bessie said, listen, the current regime is quietly condoning pogroms of the Jewish people here and there. We're living in abject poverty. And there doesn't seem to be much hope on the horizon. Listen, hear me out. Listen to me. Listen to me. We need to leave now while we're on this high note. And so all the sisters agreed that they would in fact leave. And that they were making preparations. They packed um, all of their thing. And they uh, said the goodbyes they needed to say. Made the prayers they needed to make. And one night, shortly before they were going to make the trip, Esther gathered the two sisters together in a panic. And she said, listen, I was... I went over to the border to see how things were, and it's it's going to be difficult for us to escape. And Bessie said, "I we we knew this, we anticipated this. Yes, of course, there we have to deal with the border patrol." And Esther said, "No, no, no. There's more than that. There's a border patrol. There's also barbed wire." And Bessie said, "Okay, well, it's it'll be scary, but we'll we'll find a place we'll find a place to crawl under it, and and we'll be careful." And, and Esther said, "No, and there's more than that." They have a dragon. And Bessie said, you're being metaphorical, right? I mean, you're, when you say they have a dragon, you're talking about like a, you know, an Eastern European war machine. That's what you mean. Do you mean a tank? Is that, is that what you mean? Esther said, no, I'm, I'm being literal. They have a dragon that breathes fire. And Bessie says, wait, you're saying it's a Russian dragon? And Esther said, yes. The dragon was standing there with some of the Russian guards, and the Russian guards were pointing out places on the map, and the dragon was looking at the map and looking at the guards and nodding while stroking its beard. 
And Bessie said, the dragon had a beard. And Esther said, well, it was kind of a, more of a goatee. I mean, not a, not a, like a full beard, but, you know, like a, what's the term for it? A, uh, uh, what, what is the term for it? Optimus, what's the term for it? And Optimus said, what, uh, what is it? It's the soul patch, soul patch. Was it a soul patch? Yes. Yes, Esther said. Yes, it was a soul patch. That's what it was. And Bessie said, do, do we use the term soul patch in the, uh, in the early part of the 20th century in this part of the world? And Optimus Prime said, don't worry about, don't worry about it. Don't, we're getting, on a, getting off on a tangent. Back to the dragon. Right, back to the dragon, Bessie said. Back to the dragon. Okay. I mean, you're absolutely sure it wasn't perhaps just a really tall Bolshevik. And, and Esther said, no, no, no. It was a dragon. It had wings. It had scales. It had golden gleaming eyes, eyes of, of pure evil. And Bessie said, we don't know that they're necessarily evil. I mean, it could just be instinct that what you're seeing there, you just shouldn't apply, you know, human characteristics to a non-human entity. And Esther said, I don't think you're missing the point. We're going to have to sneak past the dragon. And Bessie said, all right, calm down, calm down. Surely someone in this village knows how to handle dragons. Maybe we should ask Rabbi Birnbaum. And Optimus Prime said, don't, don't ask Rabbi, he's not going to know, and he's gonna, he'll, he'll go off on a tangent about honor and nobility. Don't ask him. And Bessie said, well, someone's got to know about this dragon. I mean, who's, who's, we have a, I mean, surely there's a town mystic. There has to be a town mystic. Is there a town mystic? I should, I've been in this town my entire life. How do I not know there's a town miskit? Mis, a town miskit? Did I just say miskit? And Esther said, yes, you did, because you're forshimmeled. And Bessie said, you're right, I am for Shimbled. You're right. Uh, well, th- maybe we should just ask Dad. So they walked over there to, f- to their father, and their father told everyone, their father told everyone that he was an artist for the Tsar. Which basically meant that he stayed at home painting pictures of the Tsar and mailing it to the Tsar. He had yet to hear from the Tsar. They asked him not to do this to the Tsar. Uh, he had received a letter from the Tsar's guard saying, stop sending us these paintings. But nevertheless, he continued to paint the Tsar. He believed that his painting of the Tsar could, in fact, bring the Tsar to a place where the Tsar felt only love. And thus, did he paint pictures of the Tsar. The problem was he did not know what the Tsar looked like. He had never seen the Tsar. So he painted pictures of his brother-in-law, Moisha, in a general's outfit in the hopes that it would resemble the Tsar. And Bessie walked up to him as he was painting the Tsar's soul patch, and she said, Dad, Dad, my sister thinks that there's a uh, uh, dragon at the border. Do you know, know anything about this? Any tips? Any uh, thoughts on this that we could uh, use? And the father said, I give out the die. The dragon, the dragon. Yes, yes, I remember seeing the dragon when I was a little boy. I was, uh, I was walking with my, ner- my nana babushka. I was walking with, b- with babushka. And Bessie said, how many different languages are you not successfully saying right now? And her father said, I concentrate, concentrate. And I, and I walked past the dragon. And it, it, it bellowed, it bellowed its wings. And Bessie said, I don't think you bellow wings. I don't think that's the right... I think you bellow as a, a sonic, as a vocal thing. And her father said, and he bellowed his wings, and he shot fire into the air with his, with his fire. And Bessie said, man, your accent is all over the map. Are you Russian? Are you Jewish? Uh, are you Jewish-Russian? Help me here. And her father said, ah, the dragon, ah, oh, guy, I gewalt.
I remember a story my grandmother told me about the dragon. That the dragon can be appeased with song. And Bessie said, uh, is there a particular genre of song? Um, bluegrass? Perhaps uh, indie rock? Um, can I get a hint? It's just song, song. You sing song, a dragon, dragon let you go through. But dragon have to like song. Dragon have to be in the song. Dra- it has to be dragon's thing. And uh, Bessie said, well, all right. That's good to know. God, I hope this works. And so she and Esther and Optimus Prime snuck out of their house the next night. Snuck past some of the guards. Managed to crawl through the barbed wire. As they were walking, they reached the dragon. And the dragon was, was standing there, bobbing up and down slightly. And Bessie said, all right, let me, let me do the talking. Dragon... Dragon, we ask, we ask humbly that you let us pass. We just want, we want a life for ourselves and for the families we would like to create. I'm going to sing you a song now. Shema Yisroel Adonai Elohein And the dragon was ruffled a little. Ah, it's the ch. It was the ch. Esther said it was the ch. Don't, cut the ch. Ch, cut the ch. Right, right. Shema Yisroel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Ehud And the dragon just continued to bob up and down. And the three sisters snuck past. They weren't sure if their song had done it. But unbeknownst to the sisters, the entire universe, all the world, was actually a giant game. A role-playing game. Kind of like Final Fantasy. And the dragon was bobbing up and down because the player who was playing this entire game was too busy equipping the other side with weapons. And so the dragon was just bobbing there, waiting patiently. While this person, this god, if you will, was equipping the other side with weapons. And thus were the three sisters able to crawl away. And thus did they cross the great ocean of the Atlantic and come to America. And thus... Did they go to Manhattan, where they said, you know what, let's, let's keep going, let's go to Denver. And thus did they go to Denver, for reasons that remain a mystery to this day. And thus did they create a life that was probably mostly better than the life they would have had if they had stayed in Europe. A life filled with malls, and Cinnabon, and calmness occasionally, and marriage, and divorce, and children, and grandchildren, and great-great-grandchildren, and malls, and that incredible universe chain that opened in the 90s but closed in the early 2000s because they expanded way too much and were a victim of the dot-com burst. This is the end of the story, the end of the story, and the children sing and the children play. This is the end of the story.